everyone. My name is Lana. This is the Big Tree Mind Podcast. I'm curious about what is your practice of choice? How do you stay engaged and awake in your life? I'm here with my friend Kiana today, and we'll be talking about some of those things. What is your practice of choice? Hmm, I want to say yoga because you're here, <laughs> but I'm not so good at it yet. Um, my practice of choice is actually exercise. Like, um, I think that playing basketball and swimming, uh, you know, for upwards of 10 hours a week is really, like, the best way I get, like, all that energy and frustration out of my system so that I can be, like, calm for the rest of the time. Perfect. Yeah. I'll just share a little bit about how you and I know each other. Okay, cool. You and I actually um, did some yoga together in Regent Park yes. um, through an organization called the New Leaf Yoga Foundation. Mm -hmm. And New Leaf actually offers um, free yoga classes throughout the city still. Um, so feel free to check them out. If you're make looking. sure. Yeah, make sure. Make sure you check them out if you're looking for some free yoga classes. I might, I might actually check them out after the, this interview. Yeah, awesome. <laughs> So um, the thing that I find really cool about you okay. is, um, you know, you own uh, Sandbox Studios mm -hmm. in Regent Park. Mm -hmm. I, you recently opened a second location. Yep. You're expanding throughout Canada, possibly. That's the hope. That's the hope. It's amazing. Thank and, you. And also, um, you're kind of like, you're doing your thing. Mm -hmm. And I can see that, like... You're more and more public, and you're yeah. all over the place. Like you're in LA, you're in Miami, mm -hmm. you're all over the place, but you're still working really, really hard. Hundred percent. And so, how do how do you, how do you balance all of this? Um, so maybe like uh, a year ago, I felt like not a year, maybe a little over a year. I felt like I had my hands in a lot of things. So like I had a radio show, and I was doing branding and marketing, and I was consulting, and then I had Sandbox, and then I worked with artists, and then I did this, and then I did that. And I kind of felt like it was pulling me in all these different places and I was really over, overworked and overwhelmed. And, you know, I went into a lot of these spaces where I would retreat. So I'd be like working, working, working and like people would text me or call me and I didn't want to talk to anybody because like mentally I was just exhausted. And, and, you know, I didn't really have a plan. So I was saying yes to everything, yeah. you know, and um, I used to watch this, this movie called Yes Men by Jim Carrey, you know, with Jim Carrey in it. And, you know, the whole idea of saying yes to everything so that, like, it opens doors and you never know where that will lead, which is very true. Every time you say yes, a door will open yeah. and you'll walk through it. But I started to realize, like, the only progress I was making was walking through doors and yeah. then not going on the journey after I got through the door. And so I decided to align everything that I do to have one intention. So, you know, everything that I did had to, uh, last year, everything I did had to impact Sandbox. So, you know, I stepped down from the radio show, even though it was good for Sandbox, for, for artists to come to a Sandbox and be like, oh, well, the owner has a radio show. This is a great relationship and connection. I realized that it really wasn't that valuable because I wouldn't put people's songs that come to Sandbox on the radio, per se. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I wanted to start to uh, detach myself from certain things and, and then build new relationships. So all I did was work on Sandbox for one year straight. Um, tidying things up, building a real business. So like reading as many books about business development, what it means to be a boss, how to be a good boss, you know, how to develop a team dynamic, how to expand the difference between, you know, passive income and having to go to work. Like, so, you know, right now, 
my studios are running and there's money being made and I'm here doing this and I can take that money and then reinvest it into Sandbox without feeling, you know, like distressed or, you know what I mean? So I learned a lot about passive income and, you know, just like money management, team management. And then, yeah, everything I did had to do with either building the Rooks brand or building Sandbox. So it sounds to me, and actually, it sounds to me like you got very clear. Very, very, very clear. And yeah. what, is, what does clarity like feel? What does clarity feel like? Clarity makes it really easy to know. Uh, you know, like, for example, I got a great opportunity the other day to be casted in a, in a film. Um, and it would have taken a lot of time away from me. To be honest, like, it would have been a huge opportunity. Like, it was a big director, you know, to, but at the end of the day, clarity gives me the opportunity to say no to things that just aren't, you know, a part of my plan. You know, I think that it's really easy to jump at, at opportunities, but when you have clarity, it's like, that's a great opportunity. Universe, I am so grateful that you presented this opportunity. Now I'm going to let the person that gave me the opportunity know that I am so grateful for it, but it's not a part of my vision for myself right now. Wow, that's really, really beautiful. Yeah. Um, I actually was really, really curious because... I remember you coming into yoga. All flustered all the time. All flustered. <laughs> 100%. And, and I've even come, I, I mean, I've worked with you privately mm -hmm. as well. And I know, I know how hard you work. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I actually don't know very many people who work as hard. That is very humbling. I appreciate that. Very, as hard as you. Thank you. Um, what are some of the things that you are seeing that are happening in Toronto with young artists. What kind of moves are they making? You know, like the mistakes that I've made those mistakes where mm -hmm. I'm running around trying to do too many things yeah. or you're running around trying to do too many things. What kind of mistakes are young artists making trying to make it? I actually watched a recent interview with you, yeah. which I got so much good information from that <laughs> interview. So that's Thank kind you. of why I'm asking Thank you. this question. Um, I think that being an artist is very different than, let's say, being a chef, right? Like, when you're a chef, you know, it's very clear the ingredients you need to make, I don't know, risotto, right? Like, you can't, you, you can't find, like, a, a wrong way to make risotto. So you practice that, and you execute it perfectly, and you'll know when you have, like, a perfect risotto. Um, with artistry, with music, with, especially in the music business, because I work in that, um, it's, it's difficult, right? Like, risotto is different to everyone. And everyone feels like it tastes differently and it can look different. And so your only job to me um, as a young artisan and some of the mistakes that I see being made is there's a lack of development in transferable skills, right? So I'll see a piano player, for example, a pianist, and he plays for everybody, he gigs for everybody, but he can't read music, right? Like that's fundamentally a problem, right? Like if you can't, if you don't have the basic core set of skills, to help you propel yourself into the next level. Because what I see a lot, a, a lot of other places is there's a lot of core skills. So, <clears throat> like, you know, one day we are in Buffalo and Layla had a rehearsal and she had three backs and there was five people in the band and we we're, were in Buffalo and the backs, at the end of the session, like, we jammed out and the backs, there, there were just two girls and one guy and the two girls could play the drums, the bass guitar, the acoustic guitar and, like, could like say, yo, give me a G, give me, a... that's not something I really see a lot in music in Toronto. Yeah. There's not a lot of like the basic skills. Like yeah. if you're a producer, it doesn't matter how good your beats are, take piano lessons. It's like super simple. Piano lessons help give you the chords. They help you understand music. If you're a producer, learn to engineer. The better you can mix your instrumentals is the better your music is going to sound. 
You know, if you're a singer and you don't write songs really well, read more books. Read books about how to write good songs. Like, it's so interesting. Like, the information is always there. It's just, like, people choose not to use the information. Like, we could all be much more wealthy than we are now, right? Yeah. But we would have to do the work to learn how to do that. So if you have a hundred, if you put away a hundred dollars for the next 40 years, you're going to retire or, or, you know, I'm 28, you know, in 40 years when I'm 68, I will be able to be a millionaire. Like, yeah. right. Like these are, these are really small pieces that at 68, I can retire with a million dollars in my bank account because of compounded interest. But if you don't read that, you don't know. Yeah. And so I think like a lot of like the work, and like thinking about like the long term and playing the end game because you might not become Rihanna, but if you got your songwriting skills up, you might write for Rihanna. You might not become Rihanna, but if you practice vocal every day with all the free resources on YouTube of making your 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 voice stronger and better, you might be Rihanna's background vocalist. Like I think there's so many people that are obsessed with like getting to the becoming that person that they don't do the work to be in the industry. Because there's so many opportunities to work in the music industry. You know what I mean? So yeah. It sounds like you're, you're, you're speaking a lot about like getting really clear and defining mm-hmm. and getting better at your skills yep. and, and learning your craft. Really. 100%. There's, there's, I, I feel like for me, like there's a lack of, of learning your craft. Like, for example, not to, to throw any shade, like we rent Sandbox out to other engineers as well. And, uh, you know, this past week there was an engineer and they had a session with somebody who really could not sing, like at all. And um, all that happened was she sang every note wrong and he put auto-tune on it. And at the end of that, like she was so happy. And for me, that's really problematic. And if you come to Sandbox Studios, you know that we don't do that. Like, you're, like some people don't enjoy being there because you're gonna be told to do it again. Because we wanna build your skill of being actually able to sing so that you don't, you're not comfortable with, with not doing well, right? Like. Yeah. I don't believe in like uh, like effort awards, you know what I mean? Like you give effort and effort turns into momentum and momentum turns into discipline, you know what I mean? Like it's always like you constantly should be getting better. You know, Beyonce still does vocal every single day. Beyonce. If Beyonce does an hour of vocal every day, bro, you need to do 12. You need to do 12 hours a day. Like how dare you feel like you cannot do vocal before coming to record or going to sing. And so like these are like the little things that like I think that are missed like you can always get better like you know i do marketing and branding like every morning i watch two hours of lynda.com every day like how to become a better digital marketer how to use search engine optimization how to like just understand the entire like inside out like i want to know marketing inside out like the psychology of marketing the outcomes of marketing the analytics of marketing like when somebody asks me a question i should be able to understand it in its entirety right before i dare ask for a penny for my for my, you know, information, exactly. Yeah, I actually read this really cool fact that by 2020, there will be three to five more billion people online. That's crazy. That it, by 2020, everyone in the world, mm-hmm. almost everyone in the world is going to be online. And that's why like people like Warren Buffett, who have access to information like that, just pulled $90 million out of owning Walmart because he knows in the next couple of years, he's gonna lose every dollar because Walmart's not going to be what it used to be. Amazon's going to take over. You know, everyone pays for Amazon Prime right now, but it's not going to be Amazon Prime. It's just going to be Amazon. You're just going to order your stuff, and it's going to come the next day for free, or it's going to come that day for free, or in a couple hours for free. So, you know, 
going back to like what you said, like that little piece of information, and this is why reading is so important. If I know that in two years, that many more people are going to be online, I've just increased my marketplace by over like, what, 500%. I know that going into some service or some way to get online is the best way for me to make money. And that's the best way to me, for me to invest my time and my capital. I'm hearing, seeing a lot about Layla being um, out there and doing her thing. Yeah, what, what, I'm super proud of her. What's that, what's that like? Uh, it's good. Like, I think Layla's worked really, really, really hard. Um, and is finally getting... I, I have a bias, but, you know, I think she's finally getting some of the looks she deserves. Um, I'm really proud of her for her last project. She wrote the entire thing in a small amount of time, too, which is pretty impressive um, because... For as long as I've worked with her, I think she's really doubted herself. Um, and she's kind of in the place where, you know, I don't care, I'm going to do it. And I think that that's, that's kind of when you evolve into an artist, you know? Yeah. And, like, you're like, you know, I'm, I'm not just a creator anymore, a singer. I'm an artist, you know? Yeah. So it's, it's beautiful to watch her be in that place. Yeah. And you just kind of, like, it seems to me, like, for I to talk about myself, like, I've wanted to do this for years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I also, at the same time, had a lot of, like, who do you think you are yep. and like why are you doing this what's your intention behind mm -hmm. this are you doing this just to like talk about yourself yeah. or like what are you trying to show people you know you know it's so interesting i was just talking about this uh, yesterday um people who have like a genuine desire to do something really really well i find um don't do things and people who just do things get so much further ahead so like it's so interesting like you know we all have different people in our lives but if you look at your facebook the person who maybe makes the worst t-shirt promotes it every day yeah or like the worst like poems or music or whatever it is they're like yo check out my poem check out my poem, check out my poem. <laughs> but like the person who like actually makes something that's really like amazing and we're all impressed by it usually will post it one time and like that's it like i feel like people who who have this thing where like they really want to create something that's so intentional. Totally. Uh, almost feel like selling themselves and selling the ideas they have uh, is a cop-up. And, yeah. and it's not, right? Like, there's so much noise happening, and you just talked about, you know, being online. There's so much noise happening. It's okay to be like, hey, you know, um, can, you, can you listen to my song? Or, like, can you watch this interview? Like, it's okay to do that. And I know myself, like, you will never see, okay, not never, but very rarely will you ever see me promote Sandbox Studio like, on my Instagram feed, or in tweets, like, I might say that I'm there, uh, I might, but I'll never be like, come to Sandbox, you're like, you know what I mean, like, it's not, and I think it's a part of it is, it is difficult for me too, like, I don't want people to just feel like, I'm like, come to Sandbox, I want your money, you know what I mean, like, totally. I don't want people to feel like, you know, this is something that I believe in, and I'm connected to, and, uh, you know, like, if you come, you come, yeah. I hope you have a great experience, but I don't want to, like, I don't want to hurt you into coming, you totally. know I want you to be here because it's genuine. And I think for a lot of artists, creatives, people who create something that's close to them, like, you don't want people to just do it. You want people to actually want totally. to. Totally. You know? So. Yeah. Yeah. But so it's dope. It's dope. Like, 13, I just did some of the stats and, you know, everything is about small wins, you know? Like, uh, a song from three years ago has 1,600 listens. Uh, a song from her EP from two years ago, the one of the highest songs has 10K. Her song from July has 14K. That's amazing. Her song from uh, that just came out one month ago 
is at 7k what is and it her song that came out 13 days ago the highest one is at 2k what's so, it called uh what do you mean with the last song the last song in terms of which one the one from her last yeah year? uh karma karma so it's really cool like you have to people have to celebrate themselves in small steps too right? totally to know that like your song that just came out has 2k yeah and your song that came out three years ago has 1600 yeah like you look at look how much you've grown like you know like you can't look at yo well this person's song has 400k it's like in three years like you didn't even get as many hits as you got on a song in 13 days and like i think we all need to like learn to celebrate our wins and like in those ways you know what i mean totally yeah oh thank you so much for sharing that that's such a good example yeah, no 100 percent yeah, 100%. I love this. I love, I love the small wins. All those small wins lead up to the big win. Because if you're obsessed with the big win, you're never going to get there. No. You always feel like you're climbing the mountain, the mountain get higher and higher and higher and higher. Yeah, I remember the story that you were saying about, like, um, you know, people who have, like, 400,000 followers yeah. on Instagram, but they, like, don't have a phone. Yeah, well, it's, <laughs> it's true. Like, you know, uh, being able to monetize i think this social media thing is really difficult for some people right like you know i'm wearing a sandbox hat right now and when i made them within 24 hours i made 50 hats and i sold out of them and i didn't in any way shape or form go hey buy my hat people were like yo you have sandbox hats and like my following is that engaged and that supportive that i i don't have to sell to them i totally. can monetize the fact that they they support me right totally and so i think a lot of people struggle with like how do they monetize it because Half of celebrity culture or, or being famous, uh, fame in itself is a currency. And, like, you have to bring that currency and bank it somewhere. And some people bank their currency through, like, ego. Like, you know, it's just 100%, like, I have 400,000 followers. I'm going to walk around, like, you know? And some people take that and they actually, they actually bank it. They turn that into money. Kim Kardashian. Kim Kardashian. <laughs> uh, you know, people who sell those... Even, like, in the smallest way, like, uh, a personal trainer who has a big following, and then they make one of those waistband belts, you know yeah. what I mean? Like, anything you do, like, people, if people believe in you, they'll, 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 they'll support it, you know? Totally. Like, in, inherently, like, we all have this belief that money is bad. And so, that in itself makes us not want money. Totally. Right? Um, and I think also, like, when you have people that come from a certain socioeconomic background yeah. who grow up without money, they have a very negative relationship with it and then like to ask somebody to buy something feels like begging totally right? to you know so like if if asking for money feels like begging yeah and you know begging is bad you know it's so interesting though like um Foot Locker doesn't care to beg actually they pay so they can beg they pay for a commercial so they can beg they pay for advertising space so they can beg everything about advertising is saying like Please come to my store, right? Please come inside, you know? A little Caesars pays for a man to stand outside with a sign like this, right? Because they understand that if I keep getting in front of you, I'm going to get your money. And so I think, you know, we have to have a, a, a different kind of relationship with money. Like, do I want money to buy Balenciaga? No, like, I want money to change the world. So if you feel like you want money to change the world and to fill a gap and to make it a better place, then you deserve money more than Warren Buffett. So I wanted to, you actually, our conversation just kind of led me into the next question, which is, um, you know, things are changing so fast and Mm -hmm. there's so much going on. How do you, how are you taking care of yourself, self today, these days or? Honestly, um, I have like a completely different attitude towards taking care of myself. 
um, yeah, like I, I went on this journey with uh, this gentleman by the name of Adrian Fenty, and he ran from Toronto to Ottawa. It took us 10 days to get there. Um, and it was so interesting because I was driving for like 12 hours a day at like eight kilometers an hour, like literally like, and in the car, like when you're driving that long and like, and I have to follow behind him, we didn't, there wasn't really an opportunity to eat junk, right? Or like crack, or I could just eat junk or crack. So Gatorade and uh, Flow Water and all these like, like health food companies had sponsored, um, had sponsored us for the, the journey. And so there's like Gatorade energizers and um, this thing, energy caps. And it was crazy how I could get through the day for 12 hours just having water and like maybe one protein bar and energy cap. And like it really made me re, like reanalyze my relationship with food because I didn't think about it for the 12 hours. And so after I came back, I was like, you know what? I would love the ability to run from here to the store you know what I mean like I can't even do that you know and so I came back and uh yeah my whole attitude was really different I started to all the things I ever wanted to do like physically that I never found time for I started doing like I started taking swimming lessons and swimming every day um I play ball basketball two times a week now I box two times a week um and so like literally four out of my five days I, I have an actual activity but I train like every other single day um and yeah, I, I wake up in the morning, have milk thistle to clean my liver. Um, I go to acupuncture, uh, you know, like just really focus on being healthy. I bought pro, but like I literally all my money goes into like health food stuff. Like, you know, I spend a lot of time at the health food store, um, you know, taking all the vitamins I need, making sure I'm nourished and I stopped eating meat. Yeah. And I find like just stop eating meat alone. To be honest with you, I feel so much happier. Like, yeah. I think we forget like, like. Everything, like, if I, if I eat poison, and then you eat meat, you eat poison, right? And so it's, like, it's pretty interesting because, like, meat, and I actually only did the study after. I, uh, I did the research after I stopped eating meat because I just felt so much happier, you know? And, like, I was, like, I used to be very, like, like, let's say you cut me off on the road, I'd be like, like you know, like, yeah. flexing, like, you know? Um, and then I found I was just, like, so much more, I had time to react and, yeah. like, time to, like, you know, process things, and I realized, like, our meat is filled with steroids, and, like, if you actually think of a football player or anybody you know that's ever taken steroids, it, 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 it reduces your ability to react, or, like, it makes you very aggressive, like, steroids is, like, it's an over-adrenaline, right, and, Mm -hmm. like, I realized that without meat, I'm less like that. Totally. Yeah, you definitely have to, like, you have to know where to shop and where to buy proper things, and... 100%. <clears throat> and it really can help your life. Mm-hmm. We also share, like, I don't know what I would do. Mm-hmm. if I would not know. I, I don't know how I would do anything mm-hmm. if I didn't wake up in the morning, if I wasn't grateful, mm-hmm. if I didn't do some 100%. breathing, 100%. if I didn't do some movement. Like, mm-hmm. I literally roll out of my bed <laughs> and onto my yoga yeah, mat before I even <laughs> talk to anyone. Yeah, 100%. And we also share this thing in common about just, like, trusting that you know the universe provides 100%. and asking for guidance from um higher powers or well and it's like i don't just trust the universe will provide i trust the universe will answer right so like it's like if i say you know this interview with Ron is going to be horrible i genuinely believe that the universe only says yes so 
if I met, if I think that, it will manifest like totally. into the worst interview, and then like I could walk through the world and be like, see, that's what's in it. Like I actually only think that like we create our realities. Like, For sure. If we walk around and we believe anything, it will manifest in our lives. You For know? sure. And so like I trust that the universe will say yes to something I'm thinking, good or bad. Yeah. So like it's my job to have good thoughts. For sure, it's yeah. definitely our job to have good good thoughts and i also trust myself and just like building that trust with myself Mm -hmm. and um there are different things right like what your head says what your heart says what your gut feeling says um this morning i woke up Mm -hmm. and i had received uh, a pretty upsetting email from someone those are the worst and i was Mm -hmm. i just i opened and immediately my heart was like Mm -hmm. in my stomach and i was like oh i could totally make this the story yeah this could be the story for the rest of, of the my day, day. Yep. or I could like plug in to the mm-hmm. here and now mm-hmm. and just like get some food in me, yeah. first of all, before I even before make react. up my yeah. mind 100%. about anything and just like see what happens from 100%. there. Yeah. I, I think that that's always been like my downfall is like I always used to react. So like, let's say like you send me that email, man, you're going to get it. You know what I mean? You're going to get it and I'm going to cut you off and like I'm... Re- and I think, like, what you just said is so important, like, to not allow people to interrupt your... Whatever you would do for yourself, do it anyway. So, like, you know, yesterday I was talking to, like, my bro. He, he, he's the senior engineer uh, at Sandbox. And his landlord had somebody, like, lock him... Like, not lock him in, but parked behind him. Yeah. And then left. And he was so upset because that person was in the wrong. And, you know, we spoke about it after. And, like, we both, before the end of the conversation, we're like, who cares? Like, they yeah. know they're in the wrong. The car is moving. Like, sometimes, like... Yeah. Not allowing people to take us outside of ourselves. And one of the biggest things that ever happened to me, like I went through this really like public uh, experience of, of no longer working with my last big client about four years ago. And one of the, the things, the only things that I regret about that situation is that I feel like I allowed her to take me outside of myself. Yeah. Because I kept reacting, right? Yeah. Like she would do something and I would react. And she would yeah. do something and I would, And like now I've learned there's a power in not allowing anyone to, to interrupt what you totally. would do. Totally. Like, if, if I was going to be nice to you and you do some jerk-off thing, well, yeah. you know, I'm still going to do what I would do. You know what I mean? For sure. Yeah, I think sometimes it's um, we hold on. Like, because we're human, mm-hmm. right? And because sometimes we're tired yeah. or we're burnt out or 100%. it's, like, late at night. Or it's just, like, how dare you? I, just I know. Out. I'm right. You could have sent me this email at 8 p.m. Like, I know. <laughs> I'm right. You're wrong. Yeah, yeah. I'm right and you're wrong. How not to engage yeah. in that. Because none of us are right and none of us are wrong. Mm-hmm. We're just doing the best we can with the experience we have. Totally. 100%. Thank you so much. My heart is like totally full. No, it's such no a pleasure Thank you. to Honestly, see you. You're so awesome. And like the fact that you, uh, you know, I was super impressed. I remember after our first yoga session and like to know that like you're a for real yoga instructor and you work with some amazing people and you're so invested. Like you went back to school to even learn more about like everything and like that you took the time out to, you know, offer, you know, shout out Demika and like Demika and I would come on Mondays and it's interesting. I have a text from her and she's like, man, I really miss yoga <laughs> because like it just, you took a, the time out to like, not only like have yoga with us, but ask us questions and like give us snacks and like you cared so much. And like that Monday time was so, so, so important for me. So like, I'm so super grateful to you because like Thank your you. kindness is why we know each other. Thank you so much. Sure. Thank you. I'm super grateful to have you join us today to talk to my friend Kiana. 
if you need a session to record your music, you should definitely, definitely check out sandboxstudios.ca. Sandboxstudios.ca. And there's two locations. Mm -hmm. And uh, if you need any marketing or branding, because outside of owning Sandbox, like that's mainly what I do. Rooks.ca. There you go. It's that easy. That simple. So we like hugs? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks, girl. Thank you for having me. Of course.